This podcast is produced by EnergeticCity.ca, your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To support local news and this podcast, go to EnergeticCity.ca slash join to find out more. Now, an in-depth look at the news and information shaping our community. This is Moose Talks with your host, Doug Craig on Moose FM. Welcome to another edition of the show. This morning, we're going to be sitting down with the city's chief financial officer, David Joy, to talk a bit about the financial uh, outlook he presented to city council earlier this week and what's next in the 2024 budget process. Yep, they've already started on that. But first, Sabrina Troback of Troback Holistic Counseling has partnered with the city of Fort St. John to host a series of mental health workshops over the next few months, including one specifically tailored for men. I'm joined now by the host of those workshops, Sabrina Troback. Sabrina, welcome back to Moose Talks. Welcome. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. Um, Let's talk a bit about these kind of workshops in general. Uh, We were talking beforehand. You reminded me you actually sort of hosted one in partnership with the city in the spring. You got an amazing response. There was a lot of people who showed up to it. And as such, you said, why don't we do more of this since there's clearly a desire uh, for some of these things. So tell us a bit about uh, these workshops and sort of what goes on and then what's discussed. So there's various topics, different topic for each workshop. Um, The one we did in the spring is going to be similar to the one we're going to be doing this Monday, where we're just really talking about anxiety and getting a better understanding of what anxiety is, what it looks like in our body, how it's kind of created, coping strategies we can use to help manage it. For a lot of people, anxiety feels like it's this kind of cloud that comes over them and they don't really have any control over it. Once you understand how you create anxiety in your own head in your own body feels more empowering to be able to kind of manage it and challenge it Mm -hmm. so we start with that one the next one in October we're doing on uh, parenting and then the last one we're looking at how do we learn to process and sort through our emotions in a more effective way Mm -hmm. I mean this this is certainly interesting because I know just me personally anxiety went up during COVID it's gone up since because the price of everything is more expensive. You know, where I'm worried about money a lot more than it was. It feels like the anxiety source is a lot of external forces, but that's not exactly the case, is it? It's it's you can manage it even when all of these things that you don't have control over really are, are going on outside of you, right? You're exactly right. Anxiety isn't about the external things. It's about our belief and our ability to handle it. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people say, for example, I have anxiety of flying. Well, if that was true and it was about flying, then every single person would have anxiety of flying. Mm-hmm. Not everyone does. So it, it's about more than that. It's about our belief and our ability to handle it. If you believe you can handle flying, you're not going to have anxiety. If you believe you can't hand, handle flying, you're going to have more anxiety. So a lot of new things like the increase in prices and all those kind of things, we're going to have more self-doubt in our ability to handle it because it's new. It's something we haven't had to figure out, especially if we're already barely managing our finances month to month anyways, that is going to definitely increase the anxiety for sure. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of, and if we can get into it a bit, because of course you're on the show a month ago, I think it was, because you've written a new book all about, if I remember it, the, your core belief is sort of kind of the big theme of it. How does that relate to sort of managing your anxiety? I suppose it's about believing in yourself to be able to manage it and then doing so. 
That's exactly right. For many people, they're, you know, the core belief is kind of feeling good enough, important and valued or feeling not good enough, not important, not valued Mm -hmm. for people who struggle with anxiety, that core belief, not good enough, not important, not valued is usually more significant or more intense than the other one. And so if your core belief is not good enough, not important, not valued, you're going to have more self-doubt. You're going to lack confidence. Therefore, you're going to have higher anxiety. They all work together. I see. Now these, uh, I think we've got three workshops other than kind of the men only one coming up. You have to register for them at all? Is it just show up and, and, and No, we wanted to make it as easy access as possible. So there's no pre-registration required. It is a free workshop. Um, just show up and if it doesn't work out for you, that's okay. But if it does, you can show up last minute. We wanted to make it as easily accessible to people as possible. Mm-hmm. Okay, Uh, we're going to talk more about the workshops again in a a few minutes, but I did want to talk specifically about the one that you designed for men. Um, It's called Men Have Anxiety 2. I believe it's set for September 26th, so... 25th. 25th, my apologies. So that's late next week if I've got my dates Uh, It's a week this Monday. Okay, a week this Monday, perfect. Tell us about how that might be different than some of the other workshops. Uh, I, I guess, first of all, it's via Zoom, so it's a little more... That, that's kind yeah. of the biggest difference there is what what I'm seeing in uh, the people who attended the workshop, the men who did, did attend the workshop in the spring, in the phone calls I'm getting, I'm getting more and more men calling, asking about mental health, wanting to work through things, but there's still that social stigma attached to, you know, men have to be tough, they have to be strong, you can't really deal with your mental health or sort through things. So it's harder for them to go into a workshop where there's a whole bunch of people. Mm -hmm. So by doing a virtual workshop, you can access it in your truck, in your house, in your workshop, wherever you want to be. Nobody even has to know you're on. So it just allows people a bit more of a safe entrance into doing the workshop. The workshop is going to be similar looking at anxiety, but looking at it from how men experience anxiety, which can be a bit different from women. Mm-hmm. Anger is often something that we see that's more uh, prevalent in men. So we talk a bit about how anger is connected to anxiety as well. Mm-hmm. And you mean kind of anger as sort of a, an expression of that anxiety or a source of it? Uh, expression I of. Yeah. yeah. Generally, we don't like to feel our emotions, especially men. So that includes emotions like anxiety, fear, self-doubt, loneliness, vulnerability, helplessness, powerless. We don't like to feel those emotions. Mm-hmm. When we switch it to anger, we are more comfortable, more okay to feel anger. So anger becomes a way of coping with these other emotions that we don't really know how to process. We don't really want to feel. So anger is a coping strategy we use a lot of times to suppress other emotions, including anxiety. I see. Now, is this workshop going to be, is it going to require somebody to be interactive or can they just kind of listen in if that's kind of all they're comfortable with? Have a fake name on the Zoom call. Don't have your camera on. All that good. Exactly. Stuff. Yeah. They don't. They can participate as much as they want to. If they want the black screen, they can have the black screen. Uh, I've got it open, so you don't have to register your Zoom yeah. name and Zoom account. It can be as anonymous as people want to make it for sure. Okay. And again, it's also free, like the absolutely. Other workshops. Yeah, and no pre-registration. Just log on. Now, I, I know there's a big question, but, you know, given what we've already talked about, th- these sort of things that are we're anxious about right now, uh, these external things like prices going up, all that. Why is it so important, even with every passing day, month, year, that we really engage with our mental health and, and making sure 
that we're we're keeping on top of checking in on ourselves and and if you can even with your friends and their mental health why is this such an important thing for people to do and and why is this maybe a good first step into a, a mental health journey by by attending some of these workshops well one of the things that i've noticed in my 14 years of being a counselor um is nothing really ever stays the same mm-hmm. it gets better or it gets worse so if you're not actively addressing your mental health and working on sorting through and through and dealing with it in certain ways the chances that it's going to become more and more significant is really, really high Mm -hmm. and becomes more and more significant as time goes on. Generally, if we don't address a behavior as time progresses, the behavior becomes more and more intense. We get used to it. So we need to make it a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger. We look at, look at anger. If we're not dealing with our anger over time, we see that anger become more and more intense. It starts with yelling. Then it's yelling and kind of pounding your fist. Mm -hmm. Then it's throwing things. Then it's hitting things. It progresses. So if we're not actively working on managing those things, that's what's going to happen is we're going to see those behaviors become more and more significant. And we often usually see the time between each explosion become less and less and less as well. Mm -hmm. So it has a massive impact if we're not addressing our mental health for sure. Mm -hmm. Now, that being said, can this workshop sort of start to help someone along, whether they're, uh, you know, at the start of their mental health journey and they're younger and they're sort of saying, I want to keep on top of this, or maybe you're older, maybe you, you never really thought about it or approached it before. And you know, you're having struggles with it. You, you've kind of let them fester away for some time. There's, you can still be helped. You can still work and make things better. Can't you? Even if you're that person, right? Absolutely. I don't think there is an age limit or an age requirement on managing your mental health. It really, what it comes down to is your willingness to take that first step and and try. And this workshop is a start. It's not going to cure anything or make Mm -hmm. anything better, but hopefully it gives you some tools that you can then think about and apply differently, give you a different understanding of your anxiety. So you feel more empowered in your ability to manage it moving forward. Okay. Well, that again, that one's on the 25th, uh, which is not this Monday, but next Monday. It's a Zoom call. Um, Where can we find the links and and, and all that to find out more information on this stuff, by the way? So my Facebook page has the links and the City of Fort St. John Recreation Facebook page has the links. I also have a... I don't even know what you call it on Instagram, the little buttons. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you call them. Yeah. Um, there's a button there that you can click on that will direct you uh, directly to the, the Zoom link as well. Gotcha. Are they all Zoom or is it, are the uh, other? Uh, the other ones are in person. in person. The only one on Zoom is the Men Have Anxiety 2 on September 25th. The other three are all at the Pomeroy Sports Center. I see. Okay, perfect. Uh, again, for more info, uh, check out the uh, City of Fort St. John. I think Recreation Facebook page was sharing it, if I remember right. I believe so. And then Sabrina uh, Trobac. Uh, Trobac Holistic Counseling Facebook page and Trobac Holistic and NGE underscore Trobac on Instagram. Gotcha. Okay. And then, the, by the way, the first one is uh, coming up ten, tonight? or, or nope, on Monday. Mon- Monday. Gotcha. Yeah. And that one will be on what again? That's understanding anxiety. So it's just the basic understanding. It's similar to the one we did in September, but or sorry, in the spring. But because we had such a good turnout, we decided to do that one again and then kind of build off of that for the one in October and the one in November. Excellent. Well, Sabrina, I really appreciate you taking some time to uh, do this and for hosting these uh, wonderful, again, free 
workshops that anyone could, can attend. Thanks for stopping by to chat with us this morning. Thanks for having me. It was nice being here. You're very welcome. That's Sabrina Troback with Have Troback. Have your eyeglasses or Whoops. sunglasses Skipping ahead here. <laughs> uh, Sabrina Troback with Troback Holistic uh, Counseling, hosting some mental health workshops in partnership with the City of Fort St. John. We'll be right back to talk to David Joy, the Chief Financial Officer with the City, right after this. Welcome back to the show. Now it's time to start talking about the City of Fort St. John budget for next year. Yep, we're already working on that. Well, I'm not, but the city's finance department is. Uh, So the city's chief financial officer gave a presentation to council this week about the financial health of the city. To talk about that presentation and what's next for the preparation for next year's budget, I sat down with city CFO David Joy recently. Here's that conversation. David, thank you so much for being on Moose Talks today. I'm glad to be here. So you uh, recently made a presentation to council, I think even earlier this week, kind of about the financial health of Fort St. John. It's kind of part of the start of the budget process for next year, as I understand it. If you can briefly, can you kind of give us some tidbits about some of the things you said in that presentation and, and what that financial outlook is looking like? Well, I think it's good to provide uh, the general public with perspective and context uh, before we get into the operating budget. Mm -hmm. Uh, We know we have some budget challenges ahead of us, uh, even more so than we did last year. Uh, But nonetheless, uh, it's a time to assess ourselves against municipalities of relatively the same size in British Columbia mm-hmm. and uh, to really objectively assess how we compare to these municipalities. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was the whole point of presenting this to council. I see. So you're not quite at the point of it's going to be this many dollars in this department. It's just let's talk about kind of where we are at in general and prepare you for kind of what's going to be ahead, I suppose. And, and that's right. And, uh, you know, with uh, Site C about to become operational in, uh, in 2024, uh, we really haven't seen the population growth mm-hmm. or the development, uh, you know, residential or commercial businesses. And uh, yet, you know, we have had four, there are four years of the past eight, nine years where we actually decrease tax revenue, we decrease taxes, mm-hmm. and instead of increasing it moderately every year, uh, and now we're finding we've got uh, we have a we we've already pared down the budget our operating expenses. There's no fat in that at all, mm-hmm. uh, and the public may wonder, well, how is that possible? Well, we for those four years that we actually decrease tax revenue. Uh, we found the savings in operating expenses. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but now, going forward, uh, we have to find uh, more revenue or reduce uh, service levels mm-hmm. or, or uh, consider mitigating any potential deficits with grant revenue we receive. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's talk about the comparison because this this has always been fascinating to me. As you said, you compare us to similarly sized municipalities uh, in British Columbia. Can you tell us a bit about how you decided these were the municipalities? Was it based solely on the populations in and around 20,000, sort of like what we're at? Yeah, within 6,000 above or below our population range of 21,000 plus Mm -hmm. people that we have here. 
Mm-hmm. And is is there any consideration given to they have th- this sort of type of you know industry or business in the area, or is it anything like that, or is it just solely? They're about the same size of us in a kind of population. It, it was the most objective uh, comparison that I could find. We can't compare ourselves to North Vancouver or uh, or Vancouver itself, mm-hmm. or you know. Well, we do. I think we do have Kelowna in the comparison, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, no. We pop, by population was the most objective way mm-hmm. I felt that uh, we should compare ourselves to. Yeah, because I mean. You, you could sort of see how, I mean, comparing ourselves to like a Kelowna or to, uh, I think Langley is mm-hmm. one of the, the other ones in there. Mm-hmm. Their properties are worth more in mm-hmm. general, right? So in, in theory, they're getting more revenue from taxation, even if the levels are about similar, right, as mm-hmm. I understand it. So is that why you want to kind of have a broad base? Because you have, say, cities in the lower mainland where housing is a lot more expensive and then you have us, and you have other places around the province too. Uh, in another, like another part of the year, I do a comparison of how our taxes compare okay. to uh, and, and to other communities, and I use uh, uh, a variance uh, compared to our average uh, residential value. Okay, uh, and I do a comparison that way later in the year. But uh, uh, for this, this purposes for the different ratios that I provided to council on our reserves or liquidity. Uh, I just felt population was the best. I see. Okay. So it's more about comparing sort of, again, the city's financial situation Mm -hmm. compared to other municipalities, the same size in population. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I think one of the things, and you've already said it is we have to look at taxation as, as a method of perhaps getting revenue, because as you said, there's been years where the decreased taxation Mm -hmm. council decided to do that. And now we have to catch up because there's been other things that kind of revenue uh, didn't come from is, I feel like this was a conversation last year too, a bit that Mm -hmm. they have some hard decisions to make. So is council really going to have to consider it this year in a way that maybe they they sort of put off last year in a sense or or is it just that this this is kind of how we are moving forward well you know each year presents different uh, scenarios or, or challenges yeah. and uh, last year was a catch-up more mm-hmm. than anything uh, this year you know we have uh, collective agreement obligations that we have to satisfy uh, which uh, wasn't necessarily the case when we we're creating the budget last year mm-hmm uh, RCMP costs continue to go up yeah. uh, substantially. Last year, we used uh, 791000 from our contingency reserve to balance the budget. We can't do that this year. We can't keep dipping into our contingency reserve. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, that has to, we have to find the money somewhere this year. So things like that, uh, you know, we have staffing challenges. We've increased our infrastructure substantially every year uh, you know, with the benefit of receiving Peace River Agreement money. And uh, with the increase in infrastructure, that, that has uh, a requirement to staff mm-hmm. those things, like the RCMP building, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, janitorial alone, uh, with double or triple uh, uh, for that building. Mm-hmm. So. so it could be something that council has to sort of decide 
maybe they slow down on some of the infrastructure spending, at least it, it, essentially in the way the economy is, and maybe things will look better in a few years, I, I, I guess, suppose. Eh? Well, yes, and, uh, you know, there's, there's that option to consider that. Mm -hmm. uh, I know the next big facility that the PRD is considering is the pool facility. Mm -hmm. And, and and so and how much we contribute to that so uh, on an infrastructure basis uh, and if it's a larger facility then more staffing is going to be required mm -hmm. so uh, you know it depends on the priorities for the capital program and uh, what's necessary for the city to do you can see all the road work going around yeah. uh, this year and the mill work and the resurfacing of the pavement uh, you know, that all costs, that's a requirement, uh, you know, the public demands that we have good roads to drive our cars on and trucks on. Mm -hmm. so. All right. Well, it, uh, one kind of final question about the comparison mode. You talked about like liquidity, for example, which I think if you could explain it better than me, that's sort of cash on hand, essentially, right? How much money the city has in case of an emergency in case of emergency and you know other municipalities of a comparable size have a higher liquidity ratio than we do mm -hmm. uh, but we are middle of the pack uh, and we can pay uh, if, if an emergency disaster occurred uh, that prevented operations uh, that, that, that for the city oper operations to go forward, mm -hmm. we'd be able to pay our debts uh, for the next six months without any issue at all. We can pay them three times over mm -hmm. with the cash that we have available. The other part of the comparisons that uh, I put in there were based on the reserves and and other municipalities have much higher reserves than we do, but we our reserve level is is quite responsible for those municipalities that have you know over a hundred million uh, reserves, but with no specific uh, capital projects to in the horizon to mm -hmm. uh, finance them. Uh, they may be overtaxing their property owners, whereas we are actually using all of our reserves, the contingency, the capital reserves. So there's a rotating, uh, you know, it's either use it or lose it. I see. And, and I think we've been quite responsible and, and we can see by our actual results that uh, with a small and, some t and last year a larger deficit, we aren't overtaxing our mm -hmm. uh, property owners. Now, I just thought of this quick, um, you, you know, you mentioned like a sort of a disaster sort of situation, an emergency. Um, the city was on uh, an evacuation alert for three days, if I remember right, in early mm -hmm. May. Um, you know, there was a lot of moving parts to what's going to happen if we have to evacuate and all that. How significant of an expense can you say that was uh, kind of that that drew from sort of that emergency fund? even though it was just an alert that we were under and no one actually had to leave or yeah, any of that None of, of that money would come out of our reserves. I uh, see. And the province is quite generous in compensating us 
for emergency situations. So okay. it, it doesn't affect us necessarily uh, in a significant way financially. I see. So the contin- uh, the, the liquidity you're talking about, that, that wasn't no. impacted because no. of that situation. Okay. All right. Well, then what's next uh, kind of in this process then? You've presented this to council. What's kind of the next big step for you and the budget to going into next year? Well, here it is mid-September, so we're developing our capital budget. Uh, we'll get that approved first, probably by December. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're also uh, we're having our staff, our managers develop uh, and directors develop uh, the operating budget. And uh, we are going to really pour through that quite uh, closely mm-hmm. to see uh, we need maybe we need to uh, increase our user fees to generate more revenue. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're looking at grant revenue to see if we can use a portion of the grant revenue a little more than we did last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're looking at all our expenses and then where we can cut, what, what discretionary spending that we can cut in order to reduce the tax, reve- uh, tax revenue required. It is highly likely that we're going to have to increase tax revenue again this, uh, for 2024. Mm-hmm. Uh, by how much, uh, we don't know yet, but all other municipalities are looking at four or five, six percent increases in their tax revenue. Wow. And, uh, you know, there's a lot more expenses now than there were pre COVID mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that we have to consider. And, uh, finally, I mean, I think I, I understand this the difference between the operating budget and the capital budget. The operating is the day to day city stuff, paying everybody, mm-hmm. uh, the things that go on throughout the year the capital budget sort of projects right mm-hmm. and, and yeah and a big difference is the operating budget does affect tax revenue yeah tax rate tax revenue mm-hmm. capital budget uh, we are in a unique position because 70 percent of our capital program is paid for by the peace river agreement money and then our uh, water mains and sewers they're paid through the utility rates mm-hmm. and then the local area service the local improvements uh, that's paid by the uh, property owners in that particular respective street mm-hmm. streets so there's kind of self funding there yeah so I see. All right. Well, David, I really appreciate you taking some time to chat with us today. Thank you so much. And thank you. That's David Joy, the Chief Financial Officer with the City of Fort St. John. Big thanks to our guests today, Sabrina Troback and David Joy, for joining us. If you'd like to hear this episode again, or if you'd like to hear an old episode of Moose Talks, make sure you check the energeticcity.ca podcast page. You'll find past episodes of this show there, along with all episodes of Secrets of the North, Before the Peace, and Voices of the Peace, archived for your listening pleasure. If you'd like to see the video version of this again, that is also available. Just check out the Moose FM Facebook page. Click on the videos section. That's our show. Jordan Prentice and Trey Lopashinsky are the producers of Moose Talks. I'm Dub Craig. Have a great weekend. Thanks for listening to this energeticcity.ca podcast. Energeticcity.ca is your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To help keep us independent and to support this podcast, go to energeticcity.ca slash join.